Welcome to the Weekly Investment Outlook podcast from Deutsche Bank's International Private Bank, looking at the most important issues for investors in the week ahead. Hello and welcome to the Deutsche Bank International Private Bank Chief Investment Office Weekly Podcast. I'm Sarah Stabler, a Deputy Communications Head for the IPB, and I'm in Singapore speaking with our APAC CIO, Stephanie Hopsigen. Stephanie, how are you? I'm very well. How are you, Sarah? Very well. Very well on this Friday. Uh, it's been a busy week uh, with ECB yesterday uh, raising, but I'm sure you'll ca- recap that um, in a moment. Um, but of course, this will be this will be published on Monday, which is Chris- Christmas week, and we're all looking forward to to that Christmas week. As but we've got an in- intense time going forward. So let let's see what the week week offers um, ahead. Yes, and um, allow me to to um, pick up on the ECB and then start the look into the week ahead, because um, the ECB, um, after delivering two seventy five basis point steps on a row, um, raised the key interest rate by fifty basis points yesterday, and now the deposit rate sits at two percent, um, and that hike was uh, widely expected, and therefore that did not come as a surprise. But in terms of the inflation projection. The ECB now expects the uh, consumer prices to rise um, 8.4% in 2022, 6.3 in 23, 3.4 in 24, and 2.3 in 2025. So overall, the inflation forecast has been revised significantly upward. And then also... um, ECB President Lagarde announced at the press conference that from March 2023 onwards, the central bank would not reinvest all the principal payments from the maturing securities that they acquired under the asset purchase program in the recent years. So QT will start slowly in March 23, um, and uh, as the ECB aims to reduce the reinvestment volume by an average of 15 billion euros per month. And then she also held out um, saying that, of course, um, there will be more interest rate steps in the coming year because at 10%, the inflation rate, of course, is still far above the ECB's 2% target. And I just want to use this opportunity to make this important note that uh, the hawkish stance and that resolve of the ECB to address inflationary pressures has all actually always correctly been anticipated in our forecast. So throughout this year, we have been above market consensus and actually we also continue Uh, to be uh, like that in our 2023 projections. So for instance, deliberately we steer away from using the word terminal rate in forecasting a deposit rate of 3% by end of 2023. So I just thought, um, you know, given the timeliness of the ECB is something I, uh, it's worthwhile highlighting. Absolutely. And well done in anticipating that correctly. So, um, but uh... The U.S. also uh, is, while it also is the holiday holiday week, um, in early January there will be the FOMC minutes released. And what are you expecting to see out of that and the market reaction in the U.S.? Well, I uh, I'm just looking at the next week right now, and then again, you know, with with what we had from Europe, it will be quiet um, looking into next week. But as you said, following the FOMC meeting. Uh, that we had this week and the minutes will be released on 4th of January. I think the market focus will most probably shift to the upcoming uh, key macro data uh, in the week ahead so that we get a kind of uh, 
gauge on the overall well-being of the U.S. economy heading into 2023. So there's a bit of data uh, for the week ahead. Um, core PCA on Thursday, uh, which should have slowed on falling goods prices and indicating further easing of inflation pressures. We have personal income, personal spending, University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index. So a bit uh, to chew on as well from that certainly, end. Certainly a bit to chew on. But then looking closer to home in Asia, of course, we both sit here in Singapore. What, what are you yes. um, expecting to see next week? There's two central bank meetings, Bank of Japan and Bank Indonesia. What are you expecting out of those two? Exactly. Two central bank meetings and quite a bit of data to look at. So the Bank of Japan will keep its policy rate unchanged on 20th of December. You know, we expect the policymakers to maintain their double stance given relatively soft Q3 GDP growth. Uh, and then also the need to support the government's growth initiatives. And that is quite in contrast still, not just to the rest of the world, but here in the region, to Bank Indonesia that is uh, getting together on Thursday and they're likely to hike by 25 basis points and taking the seven-day reverse repo rate up to 5.5%. And then policymakers most probably uh, uh, opt for this tight, further tightening because, of course, reacting also to the Fed uh, that pressured uh, with their aggressiveness the Indonesian rupiah. So it's it um, you know that is um, almost probably not coming as a surprise in terms of data uh, to watch in the region. We have export growth uh, that may have moderated in Malaysia, uh, while um, you know the year-on-year -year contraction in Thailand and South Korea has likely worsened heading into the new year. We have uh, Taiwan's export order orders that uh, most probably also fell in November while we have industrial production growth in Singapore, Taiwan, Japan um, on a year-on-year -year basis, remaining probably in negative territory. We will have to observe inflation data um, out of a few countries. We expect inflation to likely stay elevated in Japan and South Korea, but most probably having Eastern Malaysia, Singapore and Taiwan. So overall, um, in terms of gauging how we are faring here in this region, also, uh, a lot of data to observe uh, and get clues for monetary policy reactions going forward. Absolutely. But of course, uh, being in Asia, we, we can't um, forget about China uh, because there's been a huge number of headlines this week about China's reopening and what lies ahead there. So that's really the elephant in the room. So what are you expecting to see uh, in, in yeah. regards to China, looking, looking ahead. Yeah, China, of course, is a very important anchor and driver for the region and uh, has obviously embarked on the reopening path. And we have firmly moved away from debating uh, if China reopens at all to when will it reopen. And given um, the, the coups we get from, um, you know, observing how uh, COVID strategy is being uh, deployed right now. It looks like it will be an even earlier reopening than some of the optimistic forecasts that we had. But then again, this is something, it's uh, a daily news flow that needs to be monitored. Um, but as I said, it's not an if, it is an when, and that is very important for markets. What is important in terms of next week is, um, and, and uh, some uh, information we could get communicated is, that uh, China Central Economic Work Conference that was actually rumored or, you know, some news agencies seem to have insights that there's a, a possibility for this to get postponed. Actually, 
starts this uh, it, it started this week on Thursday. It typically expected uh, um, that you know uh, this economic policy work conference lasts for three days. So this will get us into the weekend. Um, just to provide some context before talking about uh, what we could get uh, next week is the conference is um, expected to set growth and budget deficit targets. We've also been talking about those um, in the follow-up on our uh, notes that we wrote um, after the National Party Congress where the leadership change happened. So this is an important conference and there, uh, however, these growth and budget deficit targets, for instance, they will only get revealed in March during the annual NPC session. But then, however, the Politburo meeting um, that was held on the 6th of December actually already called for, you know, non-numerical things like overall improvement of the economy, reasonable growth next year. Um, they want to boost and support market confidence. Um, and that should be supported by, uh, you know, effective uh, and targeted and forceful monetary and fiscal policy. So whilst we may not get the hard numbers communicated next week, it could still result in some messaging that could provide from some further support for investors' confidence in regard to the central government's commitment to address, you know, important issues that inform economic outcomes for China, so like uh, the property market. So, and I think that's that's uh, especially relevant as it seems we are closing the week uh, on, you know, concerns that weigh on Asian uh, markets right now about the US blacklisting more Chinese tech and chip companies and that by, by doing so escalating the trade fight between the two largest economies. So, you know, if we can get the shift of sentiment on the back of, um, you know, some news around the Central Economic Work Conference that took uh, place or takes place uh, as scheduled, that'd be an interesting uh, start to the week, of course. Of course, and um, investor confidence is, is so so critical to to the momentum. But I think you know, twenty twenty three, I believe, is the year of the rabbit, according to the Chinese zodiac. And I was reading um, about it a little bit, and apparently, the rabbit is a symbol of longevity, peace, and prosperity in the Chinese culture. So that is that are all three things we we really need right now, and uh, I look forward to. Uh, what are you hoping for to in terms of the year of the rabbit? Well, I actually read uh, uh, one important sentence that uh, um, I will have to scribble down and uh, and and look at because um, it gives me a tremendous uh, joy to look into next year. It says the year of the rabbit is one where the sacrifices of the past are rewarded generously. And I just hope that this year, in terms of the market actions that we saw, the the kind of uh, um, relentless uh, tests we got across asset classes, and it was a very challenging and um, uh, difficult year that really all these sacrifices were worthwhile. And this next year, uh, you know, uh, you know, we'll, and that next year we will be rewarded generously for that. So I really look forward to that next I year. I, I hope so too, and I really love the the word um, joy that you used because this time of year is a time for joy and peace. And uh, as we draw to a close this this podcast, the week before Christmas, I'd like to wish all of our listeners a very happy Christmas and peaceful and joyful holiday season with with friends and family. And you too, Stephanie. I hope you take some time to take a take a break and rest and. Enjoy the holiday season.
Thank you. Likewise, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas and um, happy holidays, everyone. In Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as in Asia Pacific, this podcast may be considered marketing material, but this is not the case in the US. No assurance can be given that any forecast or target can be achieved. Forecasts are based on assumptions, estimates, opinions and hypothetical models which may prove to be incorrect. Past performance is not indicative of future returns. Performance refers to a nominal value based on price gains and losses and does not take into account inflation. Inflation will have a negative impact on the purchasing power of this nominal monetary value. Depending on the current level of inflation, this may lead to a real loss in value, even if the nominal performance of the investment is positive. Investments come with risk. The value of an investment can fall as well as rise, and you might not get back the amount originally invested at any point in time. Your capital may be at risk. The services described in this podcast are provided by Deutsche Bank AG or by its subsidiaries and or affiliates in accordance with appropriate local legislation and regulation. Deutsche Bank AG is subject to comprehensive supervision by the European Central Bank, by Germany's Federal Financial Supervisory Authority and by Germany's Central Bank. Brokerage services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated a broker-dealer and registered investment advisor which conducts investment banking and securities activities in the United States. Deutsche Bank Securities Incorporated is a member of FINRA, NYSE and SIPC. Lending and banking services in the United States are offered through Deutsche Bank Trust Company Americas, member FDIC and other members of the Deutsche Bank Group. The products, services, information and or materials referred to within this podcast may not be available for residents of certain jurisdictions. Copyright 2022 Deutsche Bank AG and or its subsidiaries. All rights reserved. This podcast may not be used, reproduced, copied or modified without the written consent of Deutsche Bank AG.